Hi there, this is Harry and welcome to another podcast where I try to help you to get a better understanding of the English language for your conversational English and your business English. And we look at phrases, expressions, correct grammar, help you with pronunciation and all aspects of English. And as always, if there's anybody out there that you know that you think would like these, well, ask them to come along and join us. And I'll give you my contact details at the end of the podcast where you can contact me. And as always, now that people have asked me to slow down a little bit more and not to talk so much. So we'll get straight on with the podcast for today. So what are we going to talk about? Well, you know, when people are quoted or when we tell somebody something, we use a lot these um, verbs said or say said, ask asked. Okay, and um, there are times when they're not so um relevant or they're not the right or the most appropriate word to use. So we're going to give you some uh, alternatives to say, said and ask, asked. And then I'll describe uh, how you use them, particularly when we are describing dialogue uh, between different people. Okay, so these particular verbs have more specific meaning than said and asked. And they give the reader or the listener in your case more information about the thoughts and perhaps the feelings of the characters of the people who are speaking. Okay, so I've got 10 particular examples. I'll give them to you first of all, and then I'll go through them one by one with some examples, and hopefully you'll get a better understanding of how and when you can use them. Number one, to announce. Number two, to confess. Number three, to admit to something. To, number four, to whisper. Five, to yell. Six, to nag. Seven, to plead. Eight, to swear. Nine, to grumble. And ten, to ramble. Okay, so let's go through them one by one. Number one, to announce. Well, when somebody announces something, they are making a public statement. For example, they announced the arrival of the train in the airport or the train station. Okay, so please be aware that the train from Frankfurt is now arriving on platform number one. Okay, so this is the announcement either in a train station or a um, airport of arrivals. Okay, so to announce something is to make a particular statement. There could be an announcement by the television company about programs or the interruption of programs or the certain announcement by the government. So key statements have been made and we'd use the word to announce. It's quite formal, so and you could use it a lot from a business point of view. The company announced its results for the year. So they made a public statement about them. So they announced the results, good or bad, they announced them to the stock exchange. They announced them in the papers, so they let people know how they did, how the company performed, and what the outcome is or the outlook for the future. Okay, number one, to announce. Number two, to confess. Well, when somebody confesses, it can be very formal. They confess to a particular crime, so they go to the police station and they confess. They don't say, I did it, or they confess to having committed a particular crime, or in the trial the judge may may ask the defendant how do you plead would you like to confess or do you confess to this particular 
crime and the person will say they do or they don't. Okay, so to confess, very formal. But we can also use it quite informally when we confess a little indiscretion where we might have forgotten to do something, post the letters we'd promised to, to post or to buy the birthday present or whatever we have forgotten. We confess to our husband or wife that, oh, I forgot it went clean out of my head. So we confess to having done something or not having done something. Number three, to admit to, similar to confess, but obviously not in terms of crimes, but they can admit to a particular crime, admit to having taken the shirt without paying for it, admit to having forgotten to pay their tax. Yeah? So you could admit to that, so quite formal. Or you could admit to your boss that you forgot to phone the client when you promised. You could admit to the teacher that you cheated in an exam. So these are all quite formal statements. So better to use admit rather than he, he said. Okay, so to admit to something, admit to a crime, admit to making a mistake, admit to forgetting the birthday present, whatever you are admitting to. Number four, to whisper. Well, when we whisper, we speak in a very low voice where nobody can hear us. And they ask us to speak up, to speak up a little bit because you are whispering. So when we whisper, it's very soft and gentle. Sometimes we whisper because we don't want anybody to hear us. Sometimes we whisper because it's a very intimate thing that we want to say. Sometimes we whisper because we want to say something not so kind about somebody and we really don't want them to hear that. Yeah, so we whisper. Sometimes we whisper because we've got a sore throat. We've been speaking a lot and uh, anything louder hurts the vocal cords or hurts our throat. So to whisper particular mood that you're in. Well, I don't think I can come here tomorrow. Okay, so I'm feeling very sick. So somebody is whispering down the phone. Of course, they can do it in a little joking way, but a whisper is a very softly spoken few words. And it's because of you don't want somebody to hear or because you're just not able to speak up louder because it's in secret. You know, you have to whisper because if you speak louder, somebody will know exactly where you are. Okay, to whisper. Number five, to yell. Well, yell is the opposite of whisper. So to yell is to raise your voice very loudly so that somebody at the other end of the hall or the other end of the train station can hear you because there's a lot of noise. So you jump up and down, you wave your arms and you start yelling over here, over here, over here to yell. So we yell out loud. We yell to raise attention. We yell to raise the alarm. Fire, fire, fire. Stop that man, he's getting away with my bag. Stop, stop. Yeah, we yell. And so it raises the alarm. It brings people's attention to the matter and it warns people that something is going to happen. Run for your lives, run for your lives. Yeah, so to yell, yell out loud. Number six, to nag. Oh, nag, 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 nag. Well, nag is a slang word for a horse. Yeah? The old nag is a horse. But when somebody nags, they are constantly moaning and groaning. Take out the washing, cook the meal, wash the dishes, get the kids in, put them to bed. What are you reading your paper for? Why are you watching TV? 
You're not sitting there all day, are you? Nag, 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 nag. So very, very good English word to describe what somebody is saying. So it's, you know, she said this or he said that. But when you use the word nag, it underlines the fact that they are constantly complaining about something. Why didn't you do that? Why didn't you do this? Yes. So it's always a way that husbands have of complaining about the wives when they ask them to do even the most menial of tasks. They say, oh, don't nag me. And they haven't said anything really, but they, they don't like being told what to do. Certainly husbands of a certain age, not including myself, of course, in that particular category. But when people do nag, they annoy people. So they keep telling them, do this, do that. There's no request. Would you please? Would you like to? It's always do this, do that. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? So that's to nag. To plead, number seven, to plead. Well, when we plead, it's like somebody getting down on their knees. Please, please, can I have it? So you're pleading with somebody, you're begging, you want them to give you something. Please, could I have something else to eat? Please, can I go home early? To plead, okay? So to plead is almost to beg. And as I said, we're talking about to confess. The judge might ask the accused, how do you plead? So when you plead in a, a court of law, you plead guilty or you plead not guilty. And if you plead guilty, well then, of course, they will pass down the punishment. If you plead not guilty, then there will be a trial to decide whether the jury or the judge believe you or not. So to plead is to beg. He pleaded for his life. So somebody who's been kidnapped begs the people who have kidnapped him not to harm him but to release him yes if the ransom is paid pleaded uh, his innocence to plead number eight to swear well of course we can swear all of us can swear by using bad words but that's one form of swearing he swears too much he doesn't swear at all but we often swear an oath Members of Parliament in the UK have to swear an oath of allegiance to the Queen when they, they take office. We have to swear a statement if we want to submit some form of a, a claim against an insurance company or somebody else. Then we are asked to swear a document that will be stamped by some legal representative to show that everything we have put on the document is true and accurate and if it's found not to be then of course we can be found guilty of um, misleading people okay so to to swear the oath to swear on the bible so when you're giving evidence in a court case you're asked to raise your hand put the other hand on the bible and swear that you will tell the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth so that's to to swear so again much more forceful and much more meaningful than just to ask or to say. Number nine, to grumble. Well, grumble is somebody who's moaning. Oh, the weather's terrible. Oh, it's snowing again today. Oh, do I have to go to work? Do you really want me to do that? Pick the kids up again. Grumble, moaning and groaning and grumbling. A grumble is somebody almost constantly in a bad mood, grumble, and they speak in quite a low, deliberate voice, but almost painful, yeah? Oh, I suppose I will. Oh, if you want me to, I will. But can it wait? No? Oh, okay, okay, I'll do it. So grumble, 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 grumble. And then last, to ramble. Well, we spoke in one of our podcasts about walking, and we can ramble 
when we are walking, a type of walk which goes all over the place and has no definitive um, line or there's not some specific road that we're going to take. We, we ramble. And in the same way, we can ramble when we are talking. And I'm often accused of rambling on. So I start talking about one thing and I start talking about another thing and then I get sidetracked and I talk about something else. I ramble from point to point. In some cases, it's very interesting because people have lots of good anecdotes to tell. And when they get one thought in their mind, it leads to another and another and another. And that's rambling. But of course, in some situations, we have to avoid rambling because people get a little bit frustrated and we have to stick to the point, particularly when we are making presentations. But sometimes rambling is quite good. It's lots of thoughts, lots of ideas and very entertaining. OK, so there's our 10 ways and which we can use different verbs in place of said and asked in specific situations. And they describe, as I said, the thoughts and feelings of the characters who are speaking. To announce, to confess, to admit to, to whisper, to yell, to nag, to plead, to swear, to grumble and to ramble. Okay, well, as always, thanks for listening. And as I said, if you've got anybody that you feel would enjoy this, well, why don't you tell them about it and they can join us too. And my address, if you want to contact me, is www.englishlessonviaskype.com. Thanks for joining, thanks for listening, and as always, join me again soon. Hi there, Teacher Harry here, and I just want to introduce you to a brand new service that I've put up on my webpage, and it's for all of you who want to learn English in an easier, quicker, and more economical way. There are over 54 hours of English learning. It's right up to advanced English, and I say they're all pre-recorded lessons with me. 45-minute lessons built around engaging video material, advanced English vocabulary, and a huge variety of topics from cooking to business English, from history to recycling, just for you. Detailed examples in each lesson to help you better remember words, slang, and formal expressions. And we even go into complex grammar structures. We also have pronunciation practice on difficult words and homework provided at the end of each lesson that I will check personally. So no need for you to look up a word in the dictionary ever again. These lessons are perfect for mature learners, perfect for those of you who may be a little shy or introverted when it comes to learning, or indeed you don't have the physical time or indeed the money to have one-to-one -one lessons directly with the teacher. So why not come and see our pre-recorded lessons? Great value, lots of wonderful deals. So have a look at the website for details. Join me and I'll see you soon.